Hey everyone, my name is Nick. And my name's Kat. Thanks for listening to our podcast, Made for You and Me, an educational and entertaining podcast about the history, geology, wildlife, and other fun facts within America's best idea, the national parks. Hi. Hooray! That's the second time you said that tonight. <laughs> it is. Nailed it. Perfection. So we're on number two of our shorts and the very first episode of our second season. We're bringing it in! Whee! Yes, we're kicking it off with season two, No Breaks for Us, because we mm-hmm. know that all of our listeners would just absolutely die if there was any sort of break between seasons. We don't want to cause y'all any stress. No, we don't want that. We don't want that for you. Uh, We know that you've probably been through enough in the past year, so we're not adding to that, and we're just keeping it going. So straight up, this Wednesday, you're going to be getting an episode, and then next Wednesday, you're going to be getting an episode. (laughs) And then the next next Wednesday. (laughs) But also, as I say this, I'm realizing that next Wednesday is really... This Wednesday, because you're probably going to be listening to this in a more timely manner than we recorded it. I sound so insane right now, but that makes sense in my head. <laughs> you don't sound as insane as the cat in the background. Oh, oh my man. God. Well, at least now that we're recording episodes back to back, if you do hear the cats again, you, we don't have to explain it. Just like we already apologize, but like we we tried. We don't know. We'll we'll try to figure something out. But as for now, we get some catnip, like some like max rated. Like it's got the little, like I don't know, fire sign Mm. on the bag. Catnip, just gonna get them nice and chill for sure. (laughs) Just for oh my god, that's all we need. But you know, not too big of a deal. Whatever. They're very loving cats. That's the problem. I don't like cats, other than cat. Cats, cats. My co-host. <laughs> and cats, cats. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big cat guy, but... I'm not a big cat girl. But, but Obi and Ginger are very sweet. I like... I mean, and like seriously, like I don't like cats. And I don't have to put up with them. Like they're very sweet cats. And I um, I really like them. And I've, I've even come over alone to, to feed have. them. And I yes. was like, what's up, girls? And they were like, what's up, Nick? We're hungry. And I was like, I got you. <laughs> My row. And I fell <laughs> and um, left. And I was like, cool. That was great. So actually, when I was dating, I used to tell people I had like seven cats <laughs> so that when they found out I only had two, I wouldn't seem so crazy. <laughs> well, why would you tell them you had seven in the first place? I mean, first of all, it's a good like... I don't know, test to see how much they liked me. If they thought I had seven cats and they were still willing to come over, okay. they liked me. Good. And then imagine thinking someone has seven cats and like tiptoeing in their house thinking oh. they're a crazy person and then they only have two. Oh, what a pleasant and surprise. you're just so relieved. <laughs> That's like a more drastic version of what I've heard to eat like something messy on a first date. That right. way, if you have a second date, you know they like you even though you were a slob on the first day but your um tactic of telling people you have well multiple I, cats i also want to clarify like i don't think people who have seven or ten or 19 cats are crazy people but to have to be a girl dating <laughs> and your name is cat um, so you're like my name's cat and i have seven cats like that's that's, that's just a red flag. Yeah, I'm sorry, I would say so. but like, I would say so too. but yeah, I <clears throat> love people with any amount of pets they have, especially like with all the love and all the whatever this is true. they have. So this anyway, is true. I think it's I think it's insane we've talked way too much about to cats have now. seven cats, but 
um, if you love them all, then good on you. That's all. That's what you should do. Okay, so I have a request for you. <gasps> okay. You know how you do the Tom Halfford? Halfford? Halfford. Anything is possible! Do... <laughs> all right, are we ready? Yes. 63rd National Park! <laughs> so... <laughs> that wasn't terribly loud. I can edit that and make it quieter. No. This is a big deal. This is huge, this people. Is huge. If you haven't heard, we got a new national park. Brand ooh, spanking ooh, 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 ooh. new. I mean, yes. I mean, like, slap its bottom brand new. Fresh out of the room. I'm so excited to talk about this. Good. It's very interesting, very fun. I'm going to try to keep it short because this is called a short. Mm-hmm. Well, do your best, but whatever. All right. So today we are going to West Virginia. The big Almost WV. heaven. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the New River Gorge National Park and Preserve. This will be West Virginia's first true national park and its 20th national preserve. Congrats, West Virginia. I know. Go for you. That's a big deal. So it's called the New River Gorge. For clarification, it's not called the, it's not a new park called the River Gorge. It's called the New River Gorge. Yep. New is in the name, even though it is also new. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Ironically, those who are familiar with the area just call it the new. <laughs> it's referred to as the new. Oh. It has been managed by the National Park Service since 1978 when it was established as one of America's four national rivers at the time. There are currently three National Park Service rivers on the website and soon to be shrunk down to two with the new, and I'm doing quotation marks with my fingers when I say the new that you can't see, officially changes its designation. Oh, great. The park itself will measure about 7,000 acres or about 10% of the total area, while the remaining 65,000 or so acres will be classified as a natural preserve, which will make it accessible to backcountry hunters who will still have access to 90% of the land. Got it. The New River Gorge. Well put. Thank you. Yeah, that was mm. very good. <laughs> very concise. Mm. The New River Gorge encompasses three existing pieces of land. The gorge itself, the Gauley National Recreational Area, and the Bluestone National Scenic River. And they are all already managed by the Park Service. Great. So all in all, there's about 73,000 acres combined for this national park and preserve. And this is only one of five park and preserve combos and the only one outside of Alaska. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. So, Nick, have you asked yourself, how did this come to be? I have. Excellent. So the short answer is that the park designation was a part of the latest round of COVID-19-related economic stimulus bills. The the stimulus. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to edit that out. Okay. Sorry. That was good. Okay. Okay. I keep doing this with my hand too. Oh, so the stimulus package, uh, it it gave some money, but it also had a little extra sum sum in there. (laughs) Many different aspects included. And this is obviously one of our favorites and probably the most unexpected out of the things that came from this. Yes. 
So this was not a, a quick decision, however. The vision and the subsequent hard work to make this river into a park and preserve has been nearly 60 years in the making. Wow. Everyone from citizens to local government to park rangers and all the way up to a bipartisan agreement in the federal government had to, had to come together to make this happen. Perfect. What a gorge collaboration by all. That was good. <laughs> Thanks. So, Nick, have you asked yourself, why does this park and preserve need to change its designation? No. Okay, well, simply put, the national park designation will increase tourism and therefore boost the economy of the area with minimal investment because it's already overseen by the National Park Service. Wow. Quote, this is going to be such a major investment in tourism in West Virginia, end quote, said Senator Shelley Capito during a press release conference on December 21st. Capito originally proposed a bill for its upgrade in 2019 with fellow fellow Senator Joe Manchin. Okay. <clears throat> quote, being a national park is a gold stamp of approval and excellence, end quote. The new designation is in part contributed to an emphasis on tourism in West Virginia and in the, air quotes, the new area which accrued over $4 billion in 2018, and the tourism industry has seen a growth in West Virginia in recent years um, in general. So, Solid. A study by Headwater Economics showed that when you actually change from a any kind of like designation to a national park, so you go from a monument to a park, mm -hmm. you see a 20% jump in visits. Oh, wow. That's solid. Yes. Oh, Booyah! Booyah! Very good. And again, good for you, West Virginia. I've seen the commercials. I know that you're doing your part in increasing tourism. It looks like a beautiful place. I've only ever driven through it, but I'll probably be coming to you soon. I know. Hashtag new national park. Exactly. And so this is basically when you call something a national park, people like you and I and people from all over the world will actually... When they're looking up things to do in America, they'll see it like more. Very good. Point. Right. So very that, good. that's yeah. exactly what happens. Wow. Um, I'm not sure how many people are looking up like national rivers, but they did a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> However, what is less understood about this is the fact that the increase in economic benefit will be because of the high standard of land protection. This designation will allow for more voices to lobby for clean water and sustained recreation in the area. You see, this particular area of West Virginia was home to a booming coal mining and timber industry. And since these resources are less in demand now, the industries are bringing far less jobs. And the next biggest moneymaker in the Appalachians of West Virginia is recreational sports, like okay. hiking, backpacking, mountain climbing, fishing, hunting, etc. So this actually has many parallels to the infancy of the National Park Service in general and the protection of national lands. Um, the leaders like Teddy Rue weren't just like, we need to do this because we're trying to give the federal government more work to do. They actually t decided to protect these environments and flora and fauna because it would be economically beneficial wow. to the government and the United States in the long run. So, quote from Teddy Rue, The object is not to preserve the forests because they are beautiful, though that in itself is good enough, nor because they are refugees for wild creatures of the wilderness, though that too is good in itself. But the primary object of our forest policy as of the land policy of the United States is making a prosperous home. That brings me to my next little area or my next little question. So, Nick, were you like, what is there to do at the state park? 
Well, first of all, I want to say, love that. Thank you for sharing that quote. <laughs> uh, and to answer your question, uh, canoeing came to mind, and I didn't really think past that. Mm. Well, canoeing is one of the big ones. There are actually 53 miles of free-flowing whitewater, which I'm not sure you would canoe in because they have rapids that are go up to advanced or expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not... Well, you can canoe in rapids. In whitewater rapids? Yeah. Okay. Um, you just gotta, you know, know Be what good you're doing. at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been canoeing a number of times, and I have canoed in rapids before and uh, capsized a couple of times. <laughs> and it was fine, but it is, it is possible. Yeah. But you didn't hurt yourself. No, I did okay. not. I did not. Got back in the boat real quick, though, because this was in Australia, and there were crocodiles in the river that we were canoeing in. Oh, my gosh. So that was a little uh, adrenaline-giving, <laughs> but um, every everyone was good. It was a great time. Um, but, yes, make sure you, one, know what you're doing, two, just have your thoughts together, and three, practice capsizing before mm, you indeed. actually capsize. Wow. Well, anyway, very well said. I have a canoe <laughs> on the side of the house that I've never actually put in the water. Actually, I have, and I capsized. Yeah. So good good times. Good times. Well, if you're not into capsizing, um, you can also, it's like a climber's haven. So there are 1,500 possible routes to like mountain climb oh, cool. in the gorges. And you can climb over 1,000 feet in some areas. A thousand? Yes, which sounds like the worst panic attack of my life. Yeah, not for us, but Mm -hmm. very, very cool if that is your cup of tea. Right. Um, There are also 13 miles of mountain bike trails to explore. I'm (gasps) assuming that's in the preserve. Uh There's also a lot of fishing and hunting. And this is where a lot of people, it's like very... Not everyone's excited about this being a national park. And it's because of the hunting lands that are being taken away. But as I mentioned before, 90% of the lands are still wide open available for hunting. Big so number, big percentage. I'm not a big hunter. Um, Nor I, am I. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of why part of like some of these national protected lands were even nationally protected in the first place was to preserve hunting. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> that's why there's a park there. And also... I looked up what you can hunt and fish here. And so I really wanted to give everyone like a very good idea of what we're missing out on. Give it to us. So the new river offers an opportunity to catch bass, smallmouth, largemouth, striped, and rock. Muskalugi? Oh. Crappy? Yes. Bluegill? Yes. Carp? And channel catfish. Okay, I've heard of all those except Muscaloochee. But I'm sure they're fun to catch. Sure. And then I did at least 10 minutes of Googling on what to hunt in the area. Okay, what And you find? I found one website that talked about the elusive, the rare, white-tailed deer. White-tailed deer. You can't find it anywhere else. I mean... I did not know that. That's not true. Oh. They're everywhere. Okay. They're like... <laughs> they're like literally... On the roads, hit it with your car. <laughs> that sarcasm is not coming through <laughs> clear tonight. Um, I mean, like, I I definitely see deer all the time. Uh, this might come as a surprise to you, Kat, and to all of our amazing <laughs> listeners, but, like, I'm not a deer expert. <laughs> I'm, what can I say? Uh, so, obviously, I've heard of white-tailed deer, but don't know the difference between, like, you know, 
of the deer that exist that I see in white-tailed deer, but you're saying that well okay they're I, like they're very they're the, the opposite uh, of elusive and rare <laughs> they are and what all i'm trying to say here is like i'm all for hunting but you have to recognize we have to protect and preserve land to keep the animals around so you can keep hunting them <clears throat> there we go i mean you you are right you're so right so my last little thing that you can do at this park is bridge day Bridge Day? Bridge Day. What's that? So, the new River Gorge Bridge is, or was, the world's longest single-span arch bridge for 26 years. Oh, cool. It's uh, 1,700 feet long. It is the third highest bridge in the United States and one of the highest in the world at over 800 feet. Oh, that is high. Because it's over the gorge. Wow, those rock climbers don't even need to find a mountain. Just climb the bridge. Yep. That's cool. One day a year with the proper equipment and a permit, you can base jump off the bridge. Wow. So thousands of people go there to base jump off of the bridge. I found... Some research has said that this might be why it took a little bit longer than expected to actually make this national park or the National River into a park and preserve. Because at other national parks like Yosemite and the Grand Canyon, you're not allowed to base jump. Right. Um, I cannot find any updated information on that. So I will make some phone calls this week to find a Ooh, most recent update. intentional of you, Kat. Oh, I know. I'm really excited about it. But it's not like one of the things that you're just like, oh, my God, that's it. But this bridge is actually what is on the West Virginia quarter. You know how the United States minted all Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So that's what's... Yep. So out of all of the things, the only negative I could find was... And it's not a negative because we talked about it last week. And for us, like a few minutes ago. Mm. Um, the biggest change to the New River Gorge's operations could be an addition of an entry fee. Okay. So... We don't really know yet. Um, everything's still like, I mean, they're still making changes to the website and whatnot. So wow, um, cool. we're just so excited. There's a new national park. So, Kat, this is official as of the whatever date in December President Trump signed the um, the stimulus package, or does it go into effect later? See, I, I got a, some different info about that back and forth so i'm not completely positive but um most of most of the website said like as soon as it was signed uh-huh. it is official but i don't think that they were ready to like go okay so okay like uh someone was interviewing someone from that park and they're like yeah we need to change science we need to change our social media we need to change you know what mm, i mean okay so i don't even like the national park service website hasn't updated it as like one of its newest things did you know that um donald j trump has signed in five new national parks oh i did actually because what we described or what we um were talking about earlier in previous episodes of how like at the start of us launching this podcast we were like how many are there and so i went back right to see yeah he's that's this is six is that the second most of any president i feel like oh teddy did teddy did like most of them or a yeah, a lot Teddy did a lot, and then... Um, but that's, like, that's great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it. it really, truly is. Love it. And you know what? It has so much economic benefit because we can't we can't make these things again. People come here because they don't have these things, and yeah, we have them. Exactly. And they're amazing. So Such a good point. Thank you. Um, and I 
did just a really quick Google search, Google search, hello, and I'm thinking, yes, it became official as of December, was it 22nd, um, when the bill was signed? I think it was the 24th. Okay, no. but, but yes, you're right, a little bit, and like, ambiguous up in the air as of like when the park itself the managers and what do you call them superintendents are like ready to go but you know we're here yeah it wasn't the easiest thing to research well it's so like we said brand spanking new that's awesome it is awesome and i think that everyone will find it to be awesome i did i actually even like went to their local newspapers to read how they felt about it and like I think everyone will get it soon, but there's okay. a lot of pe- there are a lot of people who are very mad about their hunting grounds. Mm. Well, ninety percent, ninety percent, and I just also googled the bridge. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's, Isn't it a beautiful that's bridge? Beautiful. Wow. I don't. I don't catch usually... me jumping off of it, but <laughs> right kudos to you if you do. <laughs> that's nuts. Cool. All right. Well, Kat, anything else you got? Any questions, comments, thoughts, philosophies? intuitions or ambiguities critiques i never say it right i think i've said it right like maybe two times but anyway did you any additions <laughs> did you collect those um like u.s quarters oh i did yeah for yeah. sure yeah, did yeah. you get all of them um i think i stopped because they came out they, not slowly but like a couple came out every year but you know 50 yeah. that's like um a long time so i think i stopped uh, at a certain point. But did you have like one of those maps? With, like, I did <laughs> with the holes in the states. Yep. And I actually collected a P and a D from each quarter. A Philadelphia minted one and a Denver minted one. Louise. Mm-hmm. I was serious into it. And you probably have also gleaned this, but I was also very popular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in elementary school, middle school, I was like so popular. Everyone knew about my coin collection and like oh my gosh, I was just invited to all the birthday parties and all the events. It was crazy to be me. But <laughs> yes, I did collect them. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening. You can find this and many more episodes on America's Best Idea, the National Parks, wherever you get your podcast. That's Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Follow us on Instagram at N-F-Y-A-N Podcast. Email us at manyfromepodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe. Thanks for listening. You'll hear from us soon. You're beautiful. Bye.